side, it's always people with bad teeth that talk the most. <laughs> <laughs> There's a correlation. No, honestly, there needs to be some research done into this. It must honestly affect their cognitive behaviour. Like, maybe they just spill out what's inside. Or maybe <laughs> what so they're funny. spilling out from the inside is rotting the teeth. Maybe. Oh, that's Amen. deep. Amen. Yeah. No, 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 no. That that's is deep. deep. No, you need that to take that deep. to church. Yes. 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 Tune in to the conversation. For her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Welcome to the Conversation Podcast. I am Priscilla and I'm super excited to have crept out of the woodworks to join you on an episode finally, because I know everybody has been waiting to hear my voice. Yes, I said it. Everybody's waiting to hear my voice. Well, just to kind of give you a little bit of background, um, I am hate this F word called the founder, but I'll use it anyway. I'm the founder of Women of Power UK. Uh, It's a great platform to bring women together as an opportunity to kind of exchange ideas, skills and stuff like that. So started over a year and a half now and I'm super excited on the journey that we've taken so far. Um, This episode is going to be fantastic and I'm going to get let the other ladies introduce themselves. Now, if it is the first time you're listening, we just want to say a massive hello. Um, And if you're a religious listener, Okay, we, we, I don't really know if religious is the right word, but we just mean like active listener. Uh, we want to say we love you lots and thank you so much for listening. Now, my name's Robin Richford. I'm a presenter, host and voiceover artist. Um, so yeah, basically if there's a job for me to talk, then yeah, I'm there. <laughs> including <laughs> this one. <laughs> um, and I'm Georgina, aka Supergina. I am the resident book lover, fashion lover, music lover. And um, if you want to follow us at Women of Power UK. Also, you can find out more about us at www.theconversation.com. So make sure you check it out to be kept up to date with all the latest details. I'm so excited to chew the fat with you, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, My name is Zulika Lebeau. I am an artist, a poet, and the founder of the artist platform, The Blackbird. So, Robin, (laughs) before we get into the main event, shall we have our opening segment? Yes. Now, I'm really excited about this one, okay? So, I feel like it's something that everyone can relate to, or most people at least. Um, It's called The Dating Disaster. Okay, I'm going to start with mine, okay, because it is awful. Now, my dating disaster started from the very beginning because I didn't know it was a date. Oh. Were you tricked into the date? Well, I don't know. I just turned up and I was like, okay. So anyway, I was, before I was a presenter, I was a dancer and I was performing in the Edinburgh Fringe, right? Mm -hmm. And there was this guy there who was lovely and he was handing out his leaflets at the same time as me. And we became like friends. And I was like, oh, he's a cool guy. Not in that way. I'm really sorry if he's listening. But yeah, not in that way at all. So anyway, I was, he was like, oh, um, he was a producer and was like, oh, do you want to come and see my new show? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. So I turn up expecting obviously like a crowd of people. And before this, he asked what like my favourite chocolate bar was. And I was just like, eh, I don't know, like a whisper is cool. Like, don't judge okay I know it's a boring chocolate <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so I said oh yeah whispers kind of cool anyway so I turned up in Covent Garden and he's standing there with like a suit on oh, with, like, holding a whisper and I just oh, had this oh my goodness and I was like just had this moment like I'm not even joking like rocked up like how I am now jeans trainers and was just like oh my God. so anyway I was like hey how are you blah, blah. and I was like maybe you're just overthinking it because I'm like maybe it's because press night do you know what I mean he's dressed up anyway so we got there and we went to see the show and guess what the show was called Oh no, no don't well, say anything. first date. 
my gosh, it was bad. <gasps> oh, it was really painful. Oh, so <laughs> and I feel really sorry for saying this. In fact, I've actually gone red, not that anyone can see me except you guys. <laughs> because I just feel so bad for saying it. But you know when you're just like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and then I don't drink red wine, right? So it just gets worse. So I was like, it was like, what do you want to drink? He was like, should we share a bottle of red? I was like, yes. Now I had, I drank half a bottle of red faster <laughs> than you have ever known. <laughs> and then we went on a little tour around Covent Garden because he was in the Harry Potter film oh. and wanted to show me like where it was filmed. Oh, oh wait, did really he take you? Out. Yeah, did he take <gasps> you on this tour? Yeah, oh. I know. So I feel, I know, but I just feel like, see if it was for the right person, it would have been yeah. perfect. Okay. So it was really his. Yeah dating disaster more than yours yeah. I know but because oh. he kind of put yeah. all this effort into someone that wasn't he kind of read the signals wrong yeah, yeah. oh I just oh. feel really bad and if you are listening I'm not going to say his name but yeah yeah I do apologise and you are still a cool guy see so you're, you're not at least, my kind of cool guy at least in your scenario the guy was nice he really went all out for you yeah, like, yes. but oh. in my scenario he didn't oh go all out and that's why it's a dating disaster <laughs> <laughs> so so I don't even know do you know what's so bad about it I can't remember the guy's name I don't know how <laughs> I met him I, I cannot remember the details I probably just blacked it all out yeah. but basically I met up with this guy we were going on a date Yeah. and it was like a Saturday night so obviously I got all dressed up and everything went out to, to London and we were going to go to dinner so yeah. he was like oh walking from the station so I live in Kent so I came up on the train he met me at the station walked around and we got to the restaurant which turned out to be a cafe. Oh, so basically, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was like this Caribbean. It was quite a well-known Caribbean cafe, but it was a. Ca- it's more of a cafe. It's like kind of like a takeaway place. It's not really a let's go to dinner oh, type of no. place. From the fact that you go in and the counter's right there, you order your food oh, yeah. and you pay at the counter. Yeah, yeah. Yes, mm. it Mr. Jerks. Anybody remember? Oh, it's not even there now. Yeah, I don't think. I went. No, I think I went past yesterday and it wasn't there at all. No, unless it's moved down oh, the road no. I know where is he going to take all his dates now though <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have to take them to Morley's so anyway I turned up and I was like okay um, this is cool and then we went in he ordered his food so he was like yeah I'll have curry goat I'll have rice and peas I'll have coleslaw I'll have this oh, no. and I was like okay I think I'm just going to have like a patty or something and then when the man said oh so that'll be £10.55 oh, no. my man <laughs> turns to look at me <gasps> and I'm literally just but you know when you're shocked and you're not sure and you just feel like and the man at the counter is obviously like he's not serious he's paying for this kind of thing so I'm like but I was like okay oh, no. I was young I was just oh, like oh okay so I took out my money and I paid and then I was just thinking this guy and then like oh yeah can I get a drink as well can I get this and this <laughs> so like, really wait 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 I need clarification did really? he make you pay for the whole thing yes just your bit no <laughs> the whole meal I told oh, you when the man said no. that would be 1085 no. please oh. he looked at me no so I was like oh okay so I paid obviously didn't want it to be an issue or whatever paid sat down when we went to the tables now all the tables are communal tables oh, so they're not like you get your own because mm-hmm. it's not a restaurant it's yeah. a cafe yeah, yeah, yeah. you sit with whoever is there the man brought us <laughs> over to the table and said oh yeah this table's free to share with two other people he knew the two other girls <gasps> that were sitting there oh, no you're lying wait wait as in he brought them there <laughs> oh, no well. no they would just happen to be having their own meal yeah but that's what you at say. the table and I come to sit yeah. and there's two girls and he's like oh hey oh sweet Christmas. and we have to sit on a four table together 
trying to have a first date with two people that he, two oh, girls that he already knows. God. I don't know how he knows them. Yeah. And then obviously, I'm not going to ask you any deep questions because, dude, these people here can listen and know we're on a first date. And like, it was just so awkward. And plus, you brought me to Mr. Jerks. Like, <laughs> where is this going? It's not going anywhere. Oh. <laughs> and it was just, I literally was just like, this is not the one. And then oh, he had the cheek when he walked me back to the station. I think it was Bond Street. To say, oh yeah, you passed the Oxford Street test. And I was like, what uh-huh. is the Oxford Street test? Apparently it's some test where you take a girl down the road, see if she knows anybody, if any guy stop her and say, hey, and that, you know, that passes the test because she's, she's obviously not a hoe because she doesn't know anybody on Oxford Street. Oh my God. Oh, because so, everyone hangs out on Oxford serious. Street or what? There are so many levels to that. I can't <laughs> even begin. I can't even begin. Amen. I literally the went to the, through the barriers, test. like, put my ticket in, literally tried to rush through. The man was like, oh, are you, are you going? Yes. <laughs> I'm gone. Never I'm gone, to again. I'm never going, heard, I'm seen gone. him ever. Oh, and he God. got a free meal out of that. Yes! I mean, and he but it's only because I was, just, I was just too polite and I just felt embarrassed. Bless you. For oh him and gosh. me. I said something to him, yeah. like, so, okay, how much was my patty? A patty's like two pounds. It's not even a meal. So can you pick up the rest of it? What the hell? Okay, so mine... <laughs> this is one of those situations I've tried to block out of my head I've tried to block it out of my memory but it keeps coming back to haunt me when I have to talk about <laughs> subjects like this um, so I'm on a date as you do we're sitting down we're eating as you do mm-hmm. he's twitching and moving his leg under the table <laughs> quite a lot he seems very uncomfortable I'm like well, you know what's going on he's like oh no no nothing nothing conversation keeps going and then I see him start to take off his laces huh? okay, at this stage I'm thinking what's going to happen he takes off his shoe uh, or trainer, <laughs> should I say, takes off his sock on the right foot and he begins to peel his nail. What? 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 Sorry. You heard what I said. <laughs> I didn't stutter. What does that mean? He began to peel the nail. He said, <gasps> at the dinner table. So at the dinner table with a couple that were next to us that were looking and laughing. So I sit there like, okay, die now, Priscilla, because this is just the worst thing that could potentially happen to Why? anyone. Did he smell? He said, he was, do you know what? It's, you know, I need to know. It's like this. I don't even think I could comprehend smell mm. I was just in so much shock you know I was like looking around thinking is there cameras here like is this some kind of test or yeah. show like are the camera crew going to yeah. pop out and say oh this is all a joke we were just trying to see how you react so he said that the nail was digging into um, the toe next to it and he got <laughs> So he needed to do that. No, and I drop me out. There's drop a me out. toilet there. We're at the table. You didn't wash your hands. You continued eating. Oh! oh! Praise oh. the Lord. Mm-mm. So I'm sitting there like, no. okay, where's the exit? I would go out the fire exit at this point because I really didn't care. So yeah, that situation, as you can oh, imagine, was wow. the worst. Did you say for the whole meal? Day. Well, I, we rounded up very quickly. <laughs> I mean, I can't lie. I really wanted to finish my pasta. So I kind of got that down me. <laughs> finished my drink and was like, okay, yes, yeah, so my pet dinosaur has just had an injury. I need to go because I cannot stay in this space any longer with this guy. And he's talking about next day. It's like, what are we going to do next? He always was The nail date. was also, sorry to say, the nail was also wrapped in tissue. Oh, oh I feel bad. No, 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 no. Sick. Put on the, on the table. Like it was an extra yeah, rest. Yeah, actually. You heard me. Sick. Yep. That is veil. That's a no from me, Bob. Yeah. No. I can't believe you. Block I, I and delete. No. Block. Oh, I couldn't say delete. Just throw the whole yeah. person away. <laughs> stay for the meal. I couldn't say. No, I, yeah. I, was, I wouldn't have been so able to eat. I couldn't eat. I, didn't, I wouldn't be able to eat. I was in so much. You know when you think, no, this is a joke. Yeah, that this no, isn't happening. Yeah. Did you know him before? 
No, it was oh. like, you know, first dates. And he did that for someone he didn't even know. First date last He wasn't date. even comfortable with you. Yeah, and I found he was very... Oh, no. Like, in general, he was very free, which is fine, because I'm quite a free-spirited <laughs> free. person. But, you know, somebody's just overly free, they're hitting you a bit too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not buddies, we're not friends yet, so I really don't know why you're doing that. So, yeah, that was pretty oh, much... Oh, my God. No. Wow, the, I feel like you went... Boy. I don't no, know what you've got in your locker, but I feel like that went... <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I was say is, look at dude, you have... Dude, so I have, I have four dates that wow. I could tell you about that are in my top of the worst. Mm. Okay, um, pick the worst one. The worst one was a date with, that I went on with this guy. I think I was about 18 or something like that. And um, we met on MSN. <laughs> and somehow, you, you know, you know, as you, do, as you yeah. did back then, um, for anyone listening who doesn't know what MSN is, Google it. Um, <laughs> you're too young yeah, to be listening. Too, yeah, <laughs> she's too young for you, bro. Like, she doesn't remember it. Um, yes, yeah, so we... Got chatting. I really liked him. I thought, yeah, you know, he's cute. Like, he was tall. He had big blue eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought, yeah, totally charmed. Anyway, we went on a date. It was Easter. Mm-hmm. He was a Christian. Nothing against Christians. Nothing. He was, a, you know, a, like a Hillsong, really into oh, yeah. Hillsong stuff like that. So he took me to the, the amphitheatre in Tottenham Court Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we went there. Easter. The service was the best part of the day. (laughs) (laughs) The service was the best part of the day, and I'll tell you why. All the way leading up to it, he's like, can I hold your hand, can I hold your hand? I'm like, no, I don't know you. He's like, oh, we've been talking all this time. I said, yes, talking, typing to each other. We have never met in person. I do not know you like that to hold your hand. He was like, oh, like you're, you're so frigid. I said, no, I'm not. You don't. Oh, my God. You don't. How can you, how can you, honestly, in a church, want to hold my hand, the person you've never met before? I just, this is the start of it. Okay. So the second thing, and please, God, forgive me for saying this. He had the worst teeth I've ever seen in my life. Oh, God. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, like a meth addict. Just black. Oh, no. oh, oh they were bad, bad. Bad, 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 right? So he, so he gets there and I'm like, oh, he looks like how he looks in real life. Yeah, it's great. Smiles. Mm. Turns around, smiles. Oh, oh. That's why he wasn't showing his teeth in this picture. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, dear. Okay. So we, we go, and the yeah, service was banging. There was like all these different things, guitars, mm. music. I loved it. It was great. I thought, yeah, you know, like, mm. this is how it should be. You should be into mm. it and engaging with your congregation. Mm. It was really great. Afterwards, mm-hmm. his friend joined us. <laughs> for the, the, the date date. Oh, oh so the after, oh, the part, after part two of the date, his friend came, came, came along. And then they both started to argue. Oh. Uh-huh. Like, you know, oh, you know, sort of compete with each other for my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the friend, when he went to the toilet in the restaurant, started talking him down, oh. saying he's not a nice guy. And then when the friend went to the toilet, he started talking oh, the friend God. down. Oh, and by this point, I was just like, Why okay. bring your friend? <laughs> the friend, I, I have no idea what was going on that day. <laughs> I have no idea what was going on that day. I wish I could talk. bring my friend on dates, you know. It was I so know. awkward. And no. then at the end of it, at the end of it, when I finally managed to escape, um, <laughs> he he said, so can I see you again? And I said, no. This is what I'm saying. I said, I I said, I said no. I said, no, you know, you're a really nice guy. 
I hope you find maybe somebody in your congregation will, you know, <laughs> you guys will get together, but it's, it's not for me. And um, then there came a torrent of abuse. Mm-mm. Excuse me? Then there came a torrent of abuse. Yeah, but this is actually very common. Yeah, oh, absolutely. This is so common. Would absolutely. you like to go on another date? No, I'm actually all right. Don't really have a connection. And then it's like, bam. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. You asked me. Yeah. So I'm Jewish. And um, after <laughs> he said, oh, yes, you know, my ex was Jewish and she was frigid like you are as well. Ooh. Oh, wow. So, you know, oh, okay. we can just wow. put that comment to the side. There was more. Oh, yeah, you know, is it maybe because you didn't have your dad around? What? That is, yeah, he went in on me. And I was just like, dude. I just don't want to see you again. It's really not that deep. Just because you brought your friend. It's because you brought your friend. And you wanted to hold my hand. And you smelled a bit musty. Maybe your personal hygiene wasn't that great. And it just wasn't working for me. It's really not that deep. Anyway, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to let you sit with whatever bitterness you have and I am going to leave now. Goodbye. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? So that was the worst day. And then wow. he was like, oh, can I have a go- hug goodbye? And I was like, Bro, no, no, on. sir, you cannot. Bro, really? No, sir, yeah. After just, everything we've just been through. I <laughs> <know>. <laughs> the mixed messages. The mixed messages. And then I had, you know, I had the same texting, like, why don't you like me? I can change. You can't change. And I was like, dude, I don't need you to change. You I just need you to leave me alone. <laughs> I find it's always people with bad teeth that talk the most stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a correlation. Like, honestly, there needs to be some research done into this. It must honestly affect their cognitive behaviour. Like, maybe they just spill out what's inside. Or maybe <laughs> what so they're funny. spilling out from the inside is rotting the teeth. Maybe. Oh, that's Amen. deep. Amen. Yeah. No, 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 no. That that's is deep. deep. No, you need that to take that deep. to church. Yes. yes. <laughs> maybe not that church. I've never known that. Yeah. Every time I walk past that theatre now, every time I walk Shut past up. that theatre, I'm caught. No, but every time. No, but every time I walk past that theatre now, I'm scared I'm going to run into him. Not even a lie. I was, sound like I was very shook. Christian anyway. I was, no, yeah, no, yeah, not all. But I was shook for about four years. Really? Yeah, just wow. wouldn't walk past it. Wow. Just across the road. I was like, I don't need to run into this human no, being ever don't. again. That is so the cool. craziest story I've yeah. ever heard. And the fact that with each of the scenarios, the guys wanted to see you again. I don't understand. What day were you on? I don't know. What this part of I... what connection did you feel? Yeah. When, when you were there cringing know. away in the theatre, oh, what did you, connection did he feel? Yeah, but yeah, but I do think I'm bad because I get nervous. So and as a person, I'm quite smiley. So like, I, when I get nervous, I'm like overly smiley. So that's just all wrong. Yeah, when I'm on a bad day, I feel like I'm extra nice because I feel yes, like I'm, I'm, I'm never yes, seeing you again. <laughs> yes, so we're going to have a whale of a time and never talk again. Uh, so I think, oh, I think, well, you know what? Both giving up our evening. Mm-hmm. Let's just enjoy it. Have a burger, Not going to see you again. Mm-hmm. In your situation, Robin, I would be smiling. In your yes. situation, Priscilla, I would not be smiling. No, 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 I don't actually think no. I've ever been in shock like that. Maybe one other date that put me in shock, but that particular date, I was like, this. I was genuinely looking around for cameras because I thought they were going to run out and go, Priscilla, you, you have been on ITV too for this game show or something. Like, how are you digging out your toenail? <laughs> Kill it with fire. <laughs> Kill it with fire. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I mean, we could definitely talk about bad dates for long. I've got loads and tons and tons of stories, but we've got to move on to the main conversation and we will be talking about feminism the concept the notion however people want to term it we're going to be discussing what we consider a feminist is we're going to be discussing the labels that come with it we're going to be talking about equality we're also going to be looking at if your house if your husband said he wanted to be a house husband what would your response be? So we really want to dig deep and kind of look into what we all think about feminism so you know I've had several conversations with people 
about the topic of feminism because I feel like at the moment, and I must admit that there's there is a sense of hype around it. I feel mm-hmm. some some people have capitalised on this whole I'm pro women thing, and um, it has had certain elements of backlash. That's how I feel. Um, I think it's something that's positive because we are recognising that women are going through. Some elements of, you know, there's a lack of equality in the workplace, people are being treated badly in, you know, at home, even down to, like, how people are being nurtured. So I think it's a conversation that needs to be had and a notion that needs to be in place. But are we actually in it for the right reasons? Are are people actually doing what they say they want to do? And are people actually considering the repercussions sometimes of things like male bashing? So, yeah, I really want to get into the conversation and just ask you guys, like, what, what is feminism to you? Ooh. Ooh, to start. Oh boy, well, throw it okay. out there. Right, well, I will start. Um, feminism to me is just pulling. Is very is a very very simple. Just in its basic form, is about pulling people up who have been marginalised, disenfranchised, shoved to the side, mm-hmm. blacklisted, whatever you want to call it raising them up to the same level as, you know, the great white sharks, as I call them, or like cis mm. white men, and saying, yes, we are here, we've been here, mm-hmm. we exist, we have a right to exist, we have same rights as you, and we're not going anywhere, so get used to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. See, I agree with everything that you've just said. Where, where I struggle with feminism is when I feel as if it's like, I kind of like what you say, that people are sometimes a little bit difficult or they say things to get a reaction rather than because they think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I understand. So, like, like for instance, I actually think, like, me and my friends talk about it all the time, and some of my friends will say things, and I'm thinking, you're just saying that because you think it's the right thing you should believe and say now in this current climate, mm. when actually <laughs> I don't really think there's that much wrong with my boyfriend holding a door open for me. You know what I mean? And that's obviously looking at, like, chivalry as well within, like, feminism Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I think it's, like, it's hard to get the balance. I think that's the thing with feminism at the minute. Because I don't, um, like, identify as a feminist, but I do believe in equal rights for everyone. So I don't really know if that makes me a feminist, but I'm kind of someone that doesn't really put labels on me anyway um so i i would never be like oh i'm a feminist but maybe because i don't a1 a1 a no enough about it one i was gonna say a or one so like a i don't know enough about it or b i just feel as if like trying to get equal rights for everyone across all fields and in terms of like different areas of life is something that we have to achieve just for like mankind or humankind should I say do you know what I mean and so like I do get that some things that we do um like subconsciously have come from an era where it was men were more dominant than women and so I do think that obviously all those things are going to have to be ironed out as we go on but I do think it's like a process um yeah that's kind of how I feel about feminism. I don't know. I think I understand exactly what you're saying, Robin. Mm. I think that um, it is sometimes I don't want to label myself as feminist, but not probably for the same reasons. I think uh, I agree with you in saying that maybe I don't know enough about it when I 
was younger and people say feminist, I think, okay, there's a history behind that. You have to study these women who were the four mothers mm. of the movement to yeah. know all about it. Mm-hmm. And so I would say I'm not feminist because I don't know anything about that. Yeah. But in the way now that I'm older, I think um, that I do agree that the values of feminism are something I would subscribe to. I think that women should be treated, I don't say equally, I say they should be treated fairly. Right. And I think that, that women have been oppressed um, in the past and still oppressed now and mm-hmm. that needs to change and you know women should come together to try and make those changes so mm-hmm. I would say now that I subscribe to feminist values and I don't have a problem with labels so I have no problem labeling myself feminist I just right. don't know if the community of feminists would say that I am if you get what yeah, I mean no, I, feel yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really I feel like I feel like feminism is a kind of a community of people who yeah. are out there act as activists and stuff and yeah. I don't necessarily think that that's something that I'm doing now and maybe right. in the future but so I'm not sure if they would class if someone years, else would look at them yeah. and say yeah. I'm yeah. feminist do you see what I'm saying yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think I that's, think that's yeah. my point mm. yeah and I think that's a big thing okay. when it comes to um, the conversations that people have about feminism I've heard a lot of women and do you know what it doesn't even just come with um, things of feminism I feel like any marginalised community that's trying to break out and say like look at me I'm valuable sometimes we do have people within those communities that kind of or should I say those groups that kind of say that it's my way or the highway and that yeah, often then definitely. makes people feel like okay I have to refrain from using that label because I'm going to be judged for yeah. x y and z that I don't do that kind of crosses with what they do um because I might take on abc and I don't take on the rest of it then can I actually label myself a, as a feminist or will I be judged for the, the decisions that I choose to make in my life so it's really interesting that you said that you refrain from those because I've mm-hmm. had conversations with women on numerous occasions yeah. that say to me you know what I've kind of thought about it and I feel like I might not be <coughs> you know maybe as loud or I might not do xyz so I mm-hmm. feel like I have to draw away from that um that label and I can't necessarily you know consider myself a feminist so if you then had mm-hmm. to look at it would you say for you all individually do you actually feel like you want equality because one of the things um, that I've noticed uh, is there was this massive uproar I'd say maybe a year ago where everyone's wearing t-shirts that said feminist there were mm. books everywhere yeah. there was, you know pens yeah. everywhere and everyone's mm. like you know I'm feminist I'm feminist I'm feminist then all of a sudden it's like I'm going to dates I'm paying half or then mm. you know all these little things start to coming into place and then you have to sit down and say like am I actually down for equality am I actually here for the stuff that comes with saying that I'm pro equality because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you might find yourself in a situation where your partner's not earning your partner's down and out Mm -hmm. and you might have to pick up the slack for a couple of months and vice versa Um, so like for you individually would you say you're actually down for equality or like how do you see it um, truthfully, if you asked me this six months ago, I'd have probably said no. Right. I'm probably, if I was truthful with myself, I'd have right. said, I don't think I am down for equality the way I think I am. Right. Because I, about six months ago, I'd probably have said, if you asked me, oh, say your partner, you know, wasn't earning any money, would you be cool to be the only one, you know, out mm. earning money? And, and I'd have probably gone no, because in my eyes, the man... Mm. brings in the money like that's what I would have said but I do feel like gradually I don't know whether it's age probably being involved with like you guys as well like my views are definitely changing and it's a funny one because the life I live right now with my partner is very equal yeah so we earn about the same amount of money and we work about the same we you know whoever's home first does the dinner 
you know whoever's got the day off that week does the cleaning it is very equal it's, mm. it, we very much don't really have roles mm. um the part where i'm still struggling though is like chivalry so like I'm still struggling with a little bit that's a bit like where does the line come from like being equal and then also like wanting your partner to be like the romantic man mm-hmm. right. and so that's where I'm still like but the rest of my life is kind of evening out a bit right. um, and it just ha- like it's just gradually gone that way so I do feel as if like I am down for equality but like you say if I'm 100% truthful with myself I do think I'm still struggling with the expectation that I've kind of grown up to have. So, like, I've grown up to think that, like, if it was an anniversary, that the man arranges something for the anniversary, when really it's his anniversary too. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, really, that's not equal. Yeah. So, that's just, I've grown up like that. Right. So, it, I am still, I mean, maybe it's it'll still be different. Process. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a process. So, maybe, like, in six months' time, it'll be different again. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's the bit where I'm, where I'm struggling. I wouldn't say struggling, but that's the bit where the expectation and what and the reality are are clashing a little bit. Right, Zalika. Yeah, well, I mean, I am a hundred percent for equality. I always go Dutch if I can. Like, if the dude insists, then you know whatever. But I mean, my boyfriend and I, we went Dutch on the first date, and two and a half years later, we're still here. Um, yeah, because <laughs> and I mean, he he very much feels the same way as me. You know, it's it's his date too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and if I order if I order wine and he doesn't, why should he have to pay for that? I don't think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't think that any. I think that you know whoever's first at the door should hold it open for the other person. Um, all of that stuff. Mm. Like I'm just quite an egalitarian in that sense. I mean, holding doors. People make an issue out of that. There are bigger things. You know, not yeah. poo-pooing it, but I feel like there are bigger th- issues involved. Yeah, of course there um, are. But then your daily life that is. The little things that you notice. Yeah, yeah, of course, so, of course, yeah. of course. But, um, yeah, for me, it's definitely, I mean, in our relationship, yeah, you know, as you say, mm. whoever's home first does the dinner. But we, we each have our, our different jobs that we prefer to do. Like, I, it really, I hate hoovering. <laughs> I hate hoovering so much. I've asked him to do the hoovering. He knows he does the hoovering. Yeah. I mostly do the shopping because mm. I like to like see what the different food is. Yeah. Yeah. This is something I'm allowed to spend money on. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's just it's just one of those things that I, I really just feel like it's and I think that in a lot of ways, not that you know men get such a raw deal, but the the systems that we have in place at the moment are just as unfair to men as they are to women. Yeah, I agree. Because they do penal like why can't men get flowers on their mm-hmm. anniversary? Yeah. Why mm-hmm. can't men get a nice, you know, box of chocolates? Why mm-hmm. can't why can't you buy them something fancy if they want it? You know, it it shouldn't all just be about, yeah, you buy the woman something you know, you buy the woman flowers because normally she doesn't get treated well any other time as well. Like you should value, you should value <laughs> so that true. you should value yeah. that person every day. Like if I see something in a shop and I think, oh yeah, you know, hubby will like that. Yeah, I go and I get it. If yeah, I can, to be fair, if I, can I would afford do that. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you just treat the other person mm. like you value them every day, and then you don't mm-hmm. need to have this big to do. Right. Yeah. Definitely, I think mm. that I'm exactly the same as you guys. I don't think I think. Though I think the way that I've been raised, I was raised by my mother only, so maybe I've got a different perspective on how I've come to this conclusion mm. about the equality. In my house, there was no man to be doing those roles, so <laughs> yeah. the woman is doing them anyway. Yeah. So maybe yeah. in my mind, I'm like, well, my mum can do this, my mum can do that, so 
women can just do that. Yeah. Nobody's there to tell you, oh, girls can't do that because there's no guy here to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you need a plumber, you call a plumber. From You don't need a man in your house to be the plumber. You yeah. can call one. If I need something on a shelf, you can call someone to help you. Two women can pick up something and put it on the shelf. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly the same. So I think it just depends on, like, like you say, how you've been raised. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, in my relationship now, we are quite equal but not because I don't really do much of the household stuff my husband does that but that's just because I just don't like doing Girl, you it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like oh you have this role and you have this role we yeah, kind of yeah, just fell yeah. into who does what and what needs to be done if we see if he's not there to do it I'm gonna do it do you yeah know what I mean? so exactly. it's just kind of fun it's not like a big this is my feminist stance and I think that we should both equally do stuff I think mm-hmm. it's just one of those cases of when you grow up where there's no man to do those things yeah you you're going to do them. Mm-hmm. So that shows you that women can do it and you didn't need a man to do those roles. And a man does, if a man lives on his own, he can raise his own children by himself without a woman. He can feed those children. He can hoover. So if he doesn't have a woman in his house, he's still going to do those things. Right. So okay. those roles are really just, it's just everyone else telling us that's what those roles should yeah, be. We absolutely. all know yeah, that we can yeah. all capable yeah. of doing both sides of the point, yeah. just whether yeah. you want to in your relationship or not. Yeah, it's just exactly. arbitrary. Exactly. No, I completely agree. And um, in a day and age where you know the grounds of survival have changed mm. and women can work to live and mm. we can work I do I, I always say I'm very down to pay mm-hmm. I, I will go half I don't care yeah. I can take you out if I want to take you out I can take yeah. you on holiday if I want to take you on holiday I yeah. have no shame because I feel like love and the notion of getting to know somebody should be more about I care about you and because of that I will consider you mm. and yeah. I can consider you in this way so I'm I'm not coming back from work till 8 you're home at 6 quick dinner it just makes sense I don't see why someone would sit at home and wait and say that that person that's been labouring all day should come back and cook. I think that's ludicrous. I don't understand where people think that because she's a woman she has to come back and pick that up when you're both splitting bills Mm. equally. It just doesn't make any sense. So Mm -hmm. kind of like on that note, what would you guys say when we're looking at the concept of male bashing, which has kind of been something that's been discussed quite a lot, and I know a lot of men do feel like, you know, these women groups or, you know, groups like this are just out there to tear men down. And I actually had an incident in an Uber where I told him where I was coming from. I was like, oh, we just had an event, like, you know, I run this women's group, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, women like you are the ones that are telling my wife to misbehave. Please stop it. I want my wife to be behaving. <laughs> I was oh, like, wait, what? Dear. What are you talking about? So, like, there are lot of men out there and he actually asked me not to affect his uber score he was like please rate me five and I was just like boy you're getting a one but like it's really interesting that to a lot of men who I feel are not educated on the concept of feminism because mm-hmm. Zalika said something really key it's beneficial for both parties exactly. it's like it takes a lot of weight off of you if we're saying that we're leveling the ground like mm-hmm. how do you feel like this concept of feminism has maybe had that backlash to affect men like do you feel like it's affected Men. I feel like it might affect them, but do I care? <laughs> that's the only thing. Because at the end of the day, women are bashing you because there's a lot of stuff that's happened, right. and now there's their time to vent. Obviously, if you've been in a bad situation or you've had things happen mm. to you and you've finally seen the light, then you're gonna vent about it. Right. But just because you know people are venting doesn't mean that they don't value you, and doesn't mean that you know women are suddenly gonna leave every man on the planet and is gonna be left on his own. It's just mm. it's ridiculous. Like at the end of the day, if you've been a good man, you don't need to worry. Exactly. You? exactly. If you have treated your wife or your partner or your sister, whoever, equally, mm-hmm. and you haven't been the person to oppress them, then you should be fine. You should have no issues with feminism right. because it doesn't affect you. We're not talking about you. Okay, Robin. Mm, that's really interesting. I do know what you mean. It is just an opportunity to vent. The only worry that I have with it is 
inventing and male bashing, it then takes away from the the good that's happening. Do you get what I mean? In the sense that then people focusing on oh, but yous have done this for years, or yous have done that for years. And it's like, really, men aren't to blame any more than women in terms of the generation that we're in, because it's like, it's come it's come through from years and years and years and years. It's like, it's been like a progression and to get us to where we are. So it's like, men have grown up watching their fathers or whoever was their influence, like treating the women and going, yeah, I'm going out to work. Like, men have gone out for like 16-hour days while the women have stayed at home with the children like they've grown up with that just as much as we have does that make mm-hmm. sense yeah, so like it's, yeah, yeah. so they're not like actually to blame like no I, in my opinion like no one's actually to blame for it it is obviously we're evolving as a society because that's what we do and so as we get more educated about it and we realize oh actually things could be better like there is a massive gender pay gap and that's not okay like but it is a very small minority of men, well, I I assume, that are actually, like, the cause of that. Do you know what I mean? But I think, I see, I've, I understand what you're saying in mm. theory, but also you have the ability to think for yourself. You know that you were making such and such amount of money and you know what your wife was making, not, was yeah. not making. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's I feel like men also have a responsibility to say, actually... The way that I was treating this woman is not fair. They don't need someone to tell them. They knew. I'm sure those women mm. who, you know, in the past weren't happy about their situation either. And I'm sure they probably said something, but the men just didn't care and, no, and society didn't care and backed them up. So they yeah. carried on. No, I, I know what you mean. I, I see your side, but yeah. there's also like two like parts. Yeah. <laughs> you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking though, like, see if a man, like for instance, like you're saying, like mm. the man knew that he was earning a lot more than his partner. Mm. But equally, if it was that man's responsibility mm. to pay the mortgage, to... Mm. to pay for everything then he's thinking wait a minute actually when you take away all of that and Mm. actually we're probably about the same kind of money in terms of disposable income or do you know what I mean because it was like years ago it was always the man's job to pay for everything do you know what I mean so like even though he was he would have been aware that he got a lot more money than Mm. these colleagues that were women he's also thinking the way society was shaped at that time like they they took a lot more of the burden like for instance if the man wasn't earning enough money in a household traditionally it would be looked at to the man like he's the one that's failing Mm, no one looked at the woman like what we don't have enough money can you go and get us money do you know what i mean Mm. obviously it's different now but yeah yeah but in the terms of now yeah obviously you're saying like those boys looked at their fathers and was Mm. like oh this is how it should be but at the same time we were those children we've looked up at our mothers and our fathers Mm. and seen how the dynamic was and we still have now changed so I still think that it's sometimes it's just because things are a certain way Mm. and people you know might put you under pressure to think that same way doesn't mean that you have to and I think that when things start changing people always want to say oh but in the past that's how it was Mm -hmm. but yeah in the past we were slaves but People didn't care back then. People, it was still wrong. Black people were still saying no, but right. you didn't yeah. care. Yeah. Same yeah. with women. Women probably were still saying no, like I'm being treated unfairly, but men didn't care. Yeah. Now yeah. that you do care, mm-hmm. that's great, but I'm not going to say, oh, you're amazing now that right. you've turned around and realised. Yeah, I see, I get where you're coming from, Georgina, but I, I feel like there's definitely a process of unlearning bad behaviour mm. because the problem with us as humans is well, we're creatures of habit, number one, and we're also creatures of comfort. Like when something works in your favour, you naturally don't want to deter from that because you see it's going to affect your values somehow so sometimes I feel like with the conversations that need to be had 
number one, the com- conversation of feminism is not secluded just for women. Mm. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a conversation that men should be involved in too 100%. because education is very important. Yeah. You understanding where I'm coming from and mm. also how this is going to benefit us both is yeah. key. Yeah. Um, so I feel like the problem that some people might have is how that education is being distributed yeah. and also how clicky sometimes yes, the groups can be. Clicky. So like mm-hmm. if you're wet, like I saw a top in um, Topshop that said, oh, what was it? Women women rule the world and then underneath it said um oh, what was it i think it's like women rule the world and then men rule the world as well something like that and i was like see that's what i'm talking about that's the kind of the direction we should be going in like yeah women are great we're fantastic we're great we can do so much but if we're fighting for equality equality doesn't mean bringing the other person down yeah, yeah. and in that i feel like some people do need to be open to educating and it's not mm-hmm. always going to be pretty it's always going to be nice mm-hmm. it's not always going to be you know something that we want to do because when you acquire knowledge and somebody else doesn't know it, sometimes it's very easy to kind of be like, what well, you don't know? Wait, I don't mm. understand how you don't understand this. Yeah. But mm. if that's your reality, sometimes it's very difficult to step back yeah. and be objective and say, okay, I see now how this is actually affecting you. Like, are we as women really open to having that dialogue and that conversation? And are we including enough men, mm. men with, you know, um, what's it called, with um, influence and with mm-hmm. platforms, are we talking to these men so that this conversation can be widespread? Well, I mean, <laughs> I think I think in this kind of situation, what we always have to remember, as has been said before, is that the only people allowed to complain in a society that is run by via oppression are the oppressors Mm, the oppressors are allowed to complain Mm. oh yeah you know this woman doesn't do enough this woman doesn't do this the the, the oppressed are never allowed to complain right so that is I think the first thing that we have to remember the moment the oppressed start complaining it's like oh you know put up with what you've got or you know yeah be happy with your lot or oh you've got a husband why are you complaining or you know oh yeah well you've got you've slavery was 300 years Mm. ago or whatever it is Mm. the thing is is that there are there are ripples Mm. there are there are things that carry on you know as robin said like you see people it's generational Mm -hmm. you see what your dad did you see what their dad did you see what your mum did see what their mum did i mean use that example my mum saw my grandparents, they both worked, but mm-hmm. my grandmother was still expected to come home and cook. Mm-hmm. Even though maybe my grandfather was home before her. Yeah. Yeah. Right? My mum was like, nah, that's not me. Mm. Yeah. Not me at all. Yeah. She has never ever done that, I think, for a dude ever mm. in her <laughs> life. And yeah. that's why she would probably like her and my dad just didn't work out because very traditionally he expected that. Mm-hmm. Um and when we when we talk about these things like, oh, yeah, we have to bring men into the conversation, sure, but men have to be prepared to listen. Exactly. Yeah. Men have to be prepared to listen and take it on board and accept the fact that certain things that you think are okay are actually not okay. Yeah. And you have to be able to hold, like, hold the L. Yeah. Mm. Hold the L. Say, so, yeah, you know, actually, I did do that. That was wrong of me. I've now been told it's wrong. And I'm going to stop doing it rather than getting, you know, upset or, you know, Mm. this is reverse feminism or this is reverse sexism or whatever. Just just say, mea culpa, I am sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't take much. It doesn't, you know, like, just accept it. Like, Mm. when you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're doing something bad to hurt other people, just say it. If it doesn't matter to you, Mm -hmm. just say sorry. And I think... 
Yeah. I, oh, sorry. And B, if it don't apply, let it fly. So if people are saying men are trash, men are trash, and you know you're not trash, just sit down and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, true. it's true. I was just going to say, I just think that sometimes whenever something is happening, like you're saying, like women are getting now getting together, finding their voice and saying, actually, I'm not happy with how things were. I'm not prepared to do that. And I hope that, you know, my partner Mm -hmm. can see this change and whatever Mm. but I think when you're saying like are we bringing men into the conversation all that kind of stuff I always feel like why is it always on the person who's oppressed to bring the the uh, the person who's been oppressing them in why can't the person who's been oppressing say as Lika said why can't they stand up and say yes actually I have been doing that I do want to learn a new way Mm -hmm. I do want to listen to Mm -hmm. what you're saying I think sometimes it's always like the people who are oppressed are expected to have been oppressed for however long right. then when they find their voice and say I don't want to be oppressed anymore they're then supposed to t- turn around and teach the person who's oppressing them to right. then not oppress them any longer and it's just like dude how much do you expect me to take Like, yeah. and then we're supposed to yeah, forgive them that. and say oh it was the way they were raised it was this like make all these excuses for them at the end yeah. of the day this is how it is now you either mm-hmm. want to come on board yeah. and find out about it you can do your own yeah. research yes. you can change your views yeah and we can work together in that way if yeah. you're willing to come over. No, I'm not necessarily going to teach you. Yeah. 100%. Like, you see, I agree with you guys to an extent. I think my point always comes from, and Sydney will hear me say that a million times, so I know she's probably thinking, yeah, Priscilla comes, Mrs. Solution. My, my thing always comes with looking for a solution. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people that, I try and see the bigger picture when I look at things. Like, even if I'm angry about something, like, there's no point in me whiling out if I know that it's not going to produce the results Mm. that's necessary. Like, the reason why I say I feel like people need to be brought in on the conversation is here we are in um, the 21st century, you know, women are working, blah, blah, blah. We still have certain issues that are really affecting us women, you know, women on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So the problem is, I personally feel like sometimes the dialogue gets lost when you're constantly Mm. hearing men are trash, men are trash, men are trash men are trash obviously it's very obvious that the the person who's the oppressor is only going to see that as a point of defence they're never going to ever see it as like oh that she's being reasonable let me think about it yeah it's not constructive no the reason I understand this is because when I've looked at myself and I've I've looked at my own access to privilege Mm -hmm. I've kind of seen that yeah in several instances I've been very ignorant to the party who doesn't have access to things that I have, whether it's financially or whatever, I've kind of turned a blind eye. But maybe if somebody did call me to order and was like, okay, you know, that's not quite okay, maybe I would be open to having that conversation. And that's the only reason I say sometimes I feel like men need to be brought into the conversation because you're ex- it's, sometimes it's very difficult to empathise outside of your situation. Mm-hmm. And although it might not be right, it doesn't remove it from being the reality. And the reality is if you hold the patriarchy, if you're the person who's got all the privilege you're going to find it very difficult initially to kind of empathize with a person that's saying hey look at me you're taking a piss because what you now want my 60k or you're fighting for my job and it's selfish and it's not right but it's the reality so when I sit down and I speak to I've actually had to sit down and consciously think don't get angry when this person's saying some stuff to me that's really Mm. pissing me off because they just don't know better Mm. and my duty in this space is to do one of two things I could either while out get angry and they're going to be defensive and just not want to listen because that's what defensive people do they don't listen or I can take some time out to try and school them now if they choose not to receive that Mm. that's on them but I feel I feel like it is to a certain degree our responsibility to make that information accessible and able for the other person to understand where we're coming from. Because if we don't do that, we fail to move forward. And all we have is a group of angry men and angry women 
who've not got a solution mm. to move forward for. Like, I want to be equal. I want to be able to go for a job interview and just despite my race, my age, my height, my weight, to be taken seriously. But in order to do that, there needs to be an open dialogue because if we're not all on the same page and I've got an angry group of people there, an angry group of there and I'm here trying to be Mrs Middleman, we're just not going to move forward. And I think that's where my whole thing of conversation comes from because, yeah, you should. Yeah, people should say, okay, you know, let's listen in, let's try and find out more. But the point is, do they? No. Yeah. I would uh, like to put a disclaimer in right now and say that I do not think men are trash. <laughs> I think some... Men are trash. Harvey Weinstein, I'm looking at you. Yes. But, um, you know, for the majority, majority of men are just living their lives. And I'll Mm -hmm. give an example. There's an older gentleman that I know, and he gave me a compliment. And I said, oh, thank you. And he said, oh, I hope you didn't take that the wrong way, because I know that there's, he's, you know, he's from a Mm. different time. And he was like, oh, you know, I hope you didn't take that the wrong way, because... Sometimes I've complimented people and they've gotten, you know, they mm. yeah. thought I was coming on to them and I wasn't. It was just a genuine compliment. And I said, no, I took it in the spirit which it was intended in. And I said, but think about this, right? You're putting that blame on the women. You don't understand how many times a day she gets catcalled, yeah. pinched, yeah. touched mm. accidentally. Yeah inverted commas Mm -hmm. you don't know what she's been through all day and then she gets to that point and then all she sees is another man Mm. talking Mm. looking whatever at her in a way that she does not like you and he was like wow I've never thought about it that way and so yeah I understand Priscilla what you were saying about it's about it's about addressing it in those little things of and and helping them to find the empathy yeah but I did come away from that conversation wondering why he could not have done that himself. He has daughters, he has a wife, he has female friends. I I did come away wondering why he he just couldn't think about it, you know, take his head off Mm -hmm. and sort of flip it around, turn it away, you know, and just think about it from another perspective. Mm. And I do find that, like, I do find myself wondering that, and I understand, you know, obviously Mm. not not everybody is going to be able to do that, and that requires a degree of emotional intelligence and some work that perhaps you you don't have access to. But I do wonder sometimes, like, this stuff seems simple to me. Mm. I do wonder why they just can't bloody do it. Mm. I think Mm. it's because it doesn't, it's not, their immediate reality yeah of course not and also I think that and it goes back to what I was trying to say about challenging constructively Mm. like flipping out at someone being like you can't say that to me and then walking off it's not productive I don't care what anyone says it's not it's not going to change that person potentially going and doing it again because they just see you as another angry person doesn't make it right but you see what you did in that instance of taking your you know, okay, question mark, and challenging it in a constructive way, he's now going to go back and think about it. And you could literally have been that thing that changes his way of interacting for however, you know, many years or whatever for the rest of his life. And And it's really important, though, that women who have kind of like people use the term woke that are awake and yeah. kind of realise oh my gosh wait you're taking a piss oh my gosh wait because the thing is once you have that awakening you do kind of feel like oh wow you see everything through it's almost like wearing glasses and being like oh my gosh 
women have been going through all of this because you see things really differently mm. and things become yeah. very much more obvious to you. So you challenge things more and you are more emotionally intelligent. So then when you do meet people like this who have grown up in boxes, it sometimes becomes really difficult. So when you're talking to them and they're saying stuff, you think, are you stupid? But it's only because they haven't had that awakening. So you almost have to see it as that person walking through fog. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of being a person that goes, wait, hold on, let me just wipe this for you so you can have a look at it from this perspective. <laughs> no, it's important to have the conversation. <laughs> Yeah. I think what you guys are saying is right, but I ain't got time. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got time. I think that's a valid response time. as well. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's a valid response. Like when you get angry, I mean, you know, I understand Priscilla what you're saying as well. But when you get angry, that's that's a valid response. Mm. Like to outside stimuli that is pretty messed up yeah, like, you know if you're getting if you're getting pinched or you know get your you've been complimented for the fourth or fifth time and I'm not saying compliments are bad what I'm saying is that you're somebody that you're just trying to live your life without all of that it is it's, it can become burdensome mm-hmm. to to always be aware that you can't go to the shop in your tracksuit and a top without somebody looking at you, mm, lecturing at you, yeah. commenting on you, yeah. saying yeah. something about you. Yeah. Like, that's burdensome. That takes Absolutely. energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I completely take that note. And as somebody that's um, used dating apps and stuff, I've come across it more you know, more times than not, where it's just literally, I'm match because you're a dickhead. Like, why are you... <laughs> no, honestly, and it's interesting as well, like, being a black woman and being on those apps and seeing guys sometimes say things mm. like, oh, I've got jungle fever now. Oh what? yeah, no, I'm I'm being serious. Wow. Or things oh like, um, uh, will you be the this to my jungle? Wow. Or would you? Um, is it true what I say about black women? And I'm like, what is it that they say about black women? <laughs> Tell me, I, I don't know, know what they say about them. Or I love your curves. Or you know, whatever it is that it kind of comes with it. Yeah, it's tiresome. Jeez. Yes, it's boring. But there have been instances where yeah, block and you know get rid. But there have been instances, and I was saying this to Sadika recently, where I've kind of just taken them to school. You know, kind of. Do you understand why that's not okay? Do you understand why that's not? It's it's not okay to approach people like that because my problem is, I feel like now I Mm. see it as where are they going to take that to? Mm. They're going to take that to another black woman and say that, or they're going to take that to another woman and say that's not okay. Mm. That's not okay, and I do feel that pressure of the only way we can move forward is by correcting because if we do dirty work now it kind of makes it easier for my daughter do you yes, know what I mean that's yeah. that's kind of ha- where my mind is that's a good way of agreeing naturally agree. I'm not patient honestly I'm the type of person if I could if they said you could pay a pound to skip the queue in Tesco I would do it like I don't want to wait for anything <laughs> but I do see it as kind of like our duty it's kind of a little bit of dirty work that we need to do but I get where you're coming from because it is tough I feel like I understand, totally understand what you're saying and I think it's very gracious and great of you guys to be this patient and explain things to everybody but at the same time I feel like I'm babying them yeah and I don't have time and that's fair enough as well I think no, that's fair. and sometimes I just I just don't have time <laughs> Google it's it. Busy women. Google it. <laughs> so, like, on that note, obviously, we've got women all around the world, women, a lot of them now are dead, who fought very graciously for our rights and for our positions um, mm-hmm. now. And I don't hold that lightly. Like, that's big. To actually stand and be willing to die because of what you believe in is huge. But, like, looking at them and what they've done, do you think, if wherever they are right now in the heavens looking down, do you think that they're happy? the state and things that the state we're in at the moment on the direction in which we're going and how we've taken this mantle of feminism and ran with it like do you feel like those women would kind of give you a pat on the back or us mm. not me but us yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not me, yeah. just not in general me. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're well on our way 
I think we've probably done more than they thought. Yeah, I feel like we are well on our way. For sure. I think we passed the basics probably of like speaking out, being able to speak out about things, mm. like you know, getting the right to vote, getting the right for equal pay, even though that's not necessarily happening. happening yeah. But I think those basic things that they were probably thinking of, oh. de- we've definitely covered them and people more people are aware of them yeah. I think maybe we've gone even past what they thought and now we're taking it further than they probably right. thought of in terms of talking about the way people speak the right. language that we use that's right. probably from a patriarchal point of view those <laughs> kind of things mm. the clothes that we wear all those kind of things they probably hadn't thought about necessarily at that time right. and we've taken it that step further now yeah. right. and I think the fact that we're having the conversations is kind of like progress in itself do you know what I mean like I think that like even if we're not there yet in terms of the results I feel like the fact that we are all talking about it and educating each other because like the thing is right we're all just humans right Mm -hmm. we're all just trying to muddle through this we've got our like own and as much as anyone would like to admit it or not Mm -hmm. you have your own selfish wants and needs Mm -hmm. as well and so it's like you are trying to you know, like add your bit to the movement and right. I don't know if movement's the right word, but yeah, you're you're like adding your little bit, you're learning from it, you're taking it into your life, you know, your immediate friends and family, then suddenly it's into your workplace and I think it's like gradually growing. Right. Um and I think it's just gonna take as long as it takes. I don't really think that there's like a rush on it, right. basically. Well, I mean, there's a great book by um, Helen Pankhurst, who's the daughter of Emmeline Pankhurst, that everybody should check out. Um, And unfortunately, because my brain is fried, I've forgotten the title of it. But if you Google (laughs) Helen Pankhurst, you know, you will come up with with the title of the book. And she's actually charted kind of the shifts historically um, that have, you know, led us to today. And it's quite an interesting book. In terms of how I feel that they would feel about it, I mean... It might surprise you to, to to really think about the fact that some of these people were quite conservative. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like some of them got were very conservative. They might not like how we dress. They might not. Mm. They might not feel like that's okay. They might be totally horrified by how obsessed we are with ourselves and our phones and our selfies and all of that stuff. They might think it's great. Um, so I I don't know how about that. I do think that yeah, they would definitely be loving the fact that women can do things mm-hmm. like women can do things women can write books women can vote women have women are in politics women are going to university mm-hmm. women are yeah. women just are they I think are doing yeah. they are doing but they are but they just are allowed to be yeah rather than having to sit in a cage and I think that's kind of the for me mm-hmm. again that's the point of feminism is that right. being allowed to be mm, yeah because previously weren't allowed to be weren't allowed to just like be women imagine you're laced up in a corset for Mm. 16 hours a day you have to hold your pee Victorian women had to hold their pee in all day Mm. all day like you couldn't even go to the Mm. loo and it is worth pointing out as well that obviously like when we're saying like we can do all these things and we can and it's depends where in the world you are as well 100% do you know what I mean women that of the feminist movement like in the western world yeah, yeah of so course but like, I, d- yeah. I do think that, that it like that's totally just separate isn't it yeah but yeah. I do also think like other areas of the world that maybe like they thought would be so far removed mm-hmm. from it like right. they'd be looking back and thinking oh actually they're on their way to yes. they're just they you know are, maybe yeah. a couple of steps behind behind yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, what. yeah. Do shout you know out what I mean? to India 
Shout out to India. Shout out to India. Yeah, I mean, this conversation has been great. Pretty am- damn amazing. But um, before we round up, just like one line for you guys to sum up how you found the conversation, <laughs> what you've learned. We know that Georgina don't give a shank. I was going to say, my line is, <laughs> I ain't got time to school you, school yourself. <laughs> Robin. Mine's like the opposite. Like, can someone skill me? <laughs> um, mine's actually a quote, and I think it's from Catcher in the Rye, but I'm sure the somebody will, will correct me on that. And it's like, the mark of a mature man is that he lives humbly for a cause. The mark of an immature man is that he'll die nobly for one. Mm. So that's just something to think about in your day to day life. Just live your cause. I love that. That Well, this has definitely been an eye opener. Um, I think what's very important is that we keep having these conversations, as we Mm. said. I know Francis mentioned it on the past podcast, but it's true. We do need to kind of keep having the open dialogue and keep kind of checking in and seeing how we feel about things and, um, you know, having like, you know, chats Mm. like this, because I think it's important as Mm. women um, and for the men that listen to, to understand our thought processes on stuff and to keep moving towards a stage of progress and looking towards solutions so that you know when we have our daughters and stuff that mm-hmm. they have a platform that's easier as well and then they can keep you know take on the battle and fight the next fight so it has been fantastic i have thoroughly enjoyed this um you guys tune in maybe in like july next year and i'll be on the next podcast but yeah it's been fantastic and um, thank you so much so girls say bye or women sorry Bye. 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 Bye.